This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. Go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com if you're into CBD products, if you like to train, if you're an athlete, if you're an everyday person that has wear and tear, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com, use promo code THEPODCAST25 to get 25% off. They have everything from rub-ons to balms to you name it, to pills, to tonics, whatever you want, they have there. Trust. So check that out. Also, if you're a woman who's listening to the show, go to poppyapparel.com. You could buy yourself something nice if you like to shop online. You have everything from women to top to bottom. Use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D. You'll get 10% off. And obviously, listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and podbros.com. Go to, go to their website. I'm a part of their network. Check them out. Check a bunch of other podcasts out. And that's about it. So let's get right into this week's guest. Without further ado, he is a mixed martial artist. Going undefeated as an amateur with a current record of 14 and 3 with only four decision wins and yet to be knocked out, the former Cage Warriors featherweight champ from the mean streets of Liverpool, Paddy the Batty Pimblet. What's, what's, what's up, my friend? How are you? Good, good. How are we? Doing all right. So, by the sounds of it, it looks like you're still at your gym. You just had a nice workout there? Yeah, I'm just in the gym still. Yeah, you can see uh, still all sorts of classes and training going on. Oh, that's pretty sick. So, what for those who don't know, where do you train at then? Uh, next Generation MMA. There's, um, there's a few Next Gens in, all over the world. There was originally Chris Brennan's gym in, um, in America. And there's a few in the States now. There's one in Ireland. There's a few in Europe, one in Norway and stuff. So, our, our gym's the best, the biggest, <laughs> the best gym you get in Liverpool. Though. That's all that matters. And you've always been with the same gym since you started? Yeah, since I first started. So when did you start? What what was actually what was the inspiration to get into MMA? I, I really don't know. You know, um, <laughs> one of the one of my mates who from Bayaz told me about it and said, uh, 
think he was watching. He was watching Fritz Franklin versus Chuck Liddell or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then a few few months later or a few weeks later, I ended up watching. I stayed up to watch UFC 103 live. Franklin right. versus Belfort. Okay. About Belfort being old and dead quit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, and then I went on a run like an hour later, at like half five in the morning, our time. Oh, wow. So, like, I just, and then, like, two weeks later, I went to join Next Gen, and the rest is history, as they say. Pretty much. So, you started your career as featherweight, and you moved up to lightweight. Is, is that going to be your current home, or are you no, going to go I back? Started, I started my career at Bantamweight. Oh, wow, Bantam okay. And then, we first, first six pro fights or something like that were on uh, Bantamweight. Then I went up to Feather, was fighting a Feather, and then I started to struggle to make the weight, and it was affecting me and my fights. Oh, so wow. we just made the decision to move up. But then right. uh, now we're uh, doing everything a bit more professional. Uh, I probably could go back down to Feather. Uh, I'm going to be champ champ at one point anyway, so I'm probably not, I'm going to have to go back down to Feather. So speaking of that, you almost accomplished, and I'm sure you're still probably going to accomplish it anyways. You, to be a dual weight champ in Cage Warriors history, only one person has done it before, and everyone knows Conor McGregor. But yeah. you were so close to doing it. Now, you're on, obviously you said you're going to be champ again. You're going for the lightweight belt again, I assume? Yeah, I'll be going for both again. No, oh, I mean, every, every, everyone in Cage Warriors wants to fight me anyway. You know what I mean? I haven't even <laughs> got to say anything. Every man and his dog fucking call me out on Twitter and Instagram every other week. So every interview anyone does, my name gets mentioned, whether you're a fucking welterweight or you're a flyweight. So... That's crazy. It does, doesn't matter, know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to be off for a few months getting the hands sorted, and then when I'm back, people aren't going to like it. People are going to be scared. Now, do you prefer when bigger guys call you out? Because in your situation, since you're a smaller guy, you have nothing to lose. So it's a win-win situation no matter what. So do you prefer yeah, having these bigger guys like idiots calling you out? Yeah, I don't mind. Know what I mean? I've had this. I couldn't even name. I don't know if I could count them on my fingers. You know, the people Shit. who've called me out in the past, like, six months. Wow. There's just people everywhere chatting proper shit. <laughs> so what's the worst part of weight cutting? Like you said, you're having struggles getting to featherweight at the beginning, but now you can do it. What do you hate the most about um, it? Well, two fights I went to decision. One I won against the Rosa, one I lost against Nad, and both them fights. Like the one where I was sick in the cage after the fourth. Okay, right. I'd cut, I'd cut 8.3 kilo oh, overnight. Shit. And then when I fought Nad, I fought, I cut 7.7 kilo overnight. Wow. And I had all tests and that done, like DEXA scans and that time. And he said, if a doctor would have looked at me results, he would have pulled me out. That's fucking crazy. Okay, for those of you who don't know, because us North Americans... Just, just me mate there coming to say hello. What's up, buddy? <laughs> so, for us North Americans, we use pounds. So, for those of you who don't know, the conversion rate's about 16 to 17 pounds that this man lost overnight. That That's nuts if you think about that. Wow. It's disgusting, to be fair. And what was that? All... It, it, water weight. Yeah, was that all water weight? I that was that? just water weight. I'd already, oh, wow. oh, I'd already lost weight before that to get down to that much weight. You know what I mean? Right. So, I'm, I'm, making, I'm making lightweight now without doing a water cut. I'm making it just dieting. So and, that, and like I was water cutting from 73, 74 okay. to make featherweight. Right. To make 66. Okay, that's not too bad. And then do you, I guess you feel more comfortable at lightweight. Uh, yeah, I do feel more comfortable. But some people are big. You know what I mean? So right. I will. Like in the, when I go to the UFC, I probably will move down to feather because... Some of them lightweights are fucking gargantuan. 
Yeah, no kidding. So when when you're not cutting weight, what's your go-to cheat meal? I'm a fat bastard. <laughs> I, I'm eating salt and pepper chicken, fried rice, chips. Oh, wow. Burgers, pizzas. Shit. Oh, I'm a fat bastard. When it comes to like sweets and crisps and stuff, I'm a chocolate man. I can just eat like six chocolate bars in a row. So, if you were a training or if you were in a fighter, you think you'd be like an obese pig? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've always said this. I'd be about 49 stone. Yeah. I'd have to get like a pickup truck to get me out of bed and Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's like those TV shows here in the States. They have my 600-pound yeah. life where they can't, even... getting... they can't even get out of bed. Yes. Uh... <laughs> so, that would be um, you. <laughs> that'd be me just lying there like that to me, mum. Mom, wipe me leg. <laughs> All right, so you just brought it up when you eventually go to UFC. Everyone knows you were offered a contract, whatever. But was it because you feel more comfortable still in cage, or was it because you just didn't want to make the leap yet? I just don't want to. Don't want to go, and I'm not ready. You know what I mean? I don't want to be a US. I don't want to be a fighter who goes and then gets three tough fights, wins one, loses two, and ends up getting cut. Even right. though I don't think that'll happen to me anyway. Well, that's not what you don't want to happen. You want to be more of a finished asshole before you go there. And I'm only 24, just saying 24. I've got oh, loads yeah. of time. Okay. And I'm getting I'm getting a nice enough wage off Cage Warriors to set me up for there the next go. few years. So carry on with that and get it open a business and stuff. And then I've got nothing to worry about. I haven't got to worry about arguing with the USC over money, even though I know they'll pay me nice. Right, of course. No, they have to. Like I said, you're a former champ, so that alone carries some weight, I would assume. And obviously, just looking at some of your fights, just in Liverpool alone, like describe to me that atmosphere, because I saw some of your walkouts coming out at the Echo Arena, and you look like you're having the best time of your life. doesn't even look like you're going into a fight. Like, explain how chill you are. Like, that doesn't make sense I, to me. I am. You know what I mean? I'm just... My tune comes on, lad, and I just start dancing. Can't help right. It. It's always been the way. I just bounce out there. Hey, I'm dead happy. And then it's when that cage door closes. That's when you've got to be a different animal. Well, of course. No, that scene. So, I guess you can't even describe that feeling, can you? With all the adrenaline and no, all the fans uh, there. It's, it's unbelievable. You know what I mean? It's... People say to me it's the best workout, and then when I watch the FOD in a workout, I think, yeah, it right. is the best workout. No one gets a reaction like that. No one, there's no atmosphere like that. Yeah, no kidding. It's almost, no, it is. I, I would, I'll say it right now. It's, everyone's there to see you when you fight in Liverpool. You're like their adopted son now. Because everyone knows Liverpool's a huge fighting town, even going back before there was MMA. Good fighters always came out of Liverpool, yeah, right? Yeah, always boxers and stuff. Exactly. So, to you, how does that feel to be like one of Liverpool's faces now? To be a public face to Boss, represent? Brilliant, you know what I mean? I, I always say, we're not English, we're Scouts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I'm not an Englishman, I'm a Scouter. Gotcha. And I don't care if the rest of me, me country support me. Because the rest of my country supports black Yanks, like Michael Bisbing. Right. So... <laughs> I'd just rather have my own. I, I back my own and my own back me. That's always the matter. No, exactly. And, okay, a lot of people describe your style of fighting like very unorthodox, like dynamic, not your typical fighter. Do, do yeah, you find not. that offensive or do you take pride in that? And how would you no, describe your... I take your... pride in that. Okay, I perfect. That. That's brilliant. <laughs> like, I'm not like everyone else. Perfect. You know what I mean? You get some fighters who step in the cage and they're like a creator fighter on the UFC game. Right. That's, that's not me. I'm just an individual. I won't change for no one. So if, if when people ask you when they meet you for the first time, like what's your background, what's your style? What do you say? You say unorthodox. I'm just who I am, or 
No, I just, when you say what, I just say I'm a mixed martial artist. You know what I mean? I've, I've done all the, all the different stuff together in one. I've done Thai, I've done boxing, I've done jiu-jitsu, I've done wrestling. You know what I mean? I've done a little bit of judo, I've done a little bit of taekwondo. Oh, that's nice. So, not to put you on the spot, if you only had to choose one, what would you do for the rest of your life? Yeah, probably be jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Yeah. And how long have you been doing jiu-jitsu for? As long as you've been doing everything else yeah. or you picked it up uh, later? Just, just over nine years now. Shit. And you are a black belt, correct? Yeah, I got me um, got me black belt in well on just before the end of the year. That's nuts. And so you're old? like two months ago. And you're only twenty four years old already a black belt. Yeah. So yeah. It's nice life. <laughs> do you walk around with that black belt showing it off? You're like, hey, look at me. <laughs> Well, speaking of that, knowing, uh, people knowing who you are, do you get a lot of people step up to you in public and try to, you know, get it on, so to speak? No, to be honest, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever really had that. People come over being being dead sound, wanting to speak to me, getting pictures right. and stuff. So, I, like you said, I'm, I'm like the adopted son, you know what I mean? I, and, I, and I thrive on it. I love it. No, that's oh, that's perfect because there's nothing worse because you always hear these stories of some fighters. They know that they're a fighter and everyone who's drunk thinks that they're strong, obviously, because you got to yeah. put courage. So you always hear the stories of fighters getting into fights, but mostly at bars and stuff. But if no one's stepping up to you and you're doing good, that's awesome. I, I just like it when people go, like, I always hate it when I hear of people saying, oh, I went over to such and such for the picture right. and he told me to fuck off. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? wouldn't be where we are without you using our fans if it wasn't for you you wouldn't be getting paid you wouldn't be having none right you know i mean it, it just makes no sense well speaking of that you give back a lot too you're you're a philanthropist as they call it where you give back and you try and help the needy i guess so to speak and you also teach describe that like it, you take obviously you take joy in it but how does that fulfill a part of your life it's it's boss being like helping the younger younger generation of the mma fighters coming through and coaching them in some ways and then cornering them and just being there for them in general you know what I mean and um, I teach jiu-jitsu in the gym and stuff like that it's, it's boss you know what I mean but then like I try and do what I can for charity because some people aren't in the position I'm in I've got like 65,000 followers on my Instagram that I can share stuff to and right. you can donate money and you can help out in some way you know what I mean so True. other people haven't got that reach I might as well use it to, to help people who are less fortunate than us. Yeah, no kidding. And good on you, my friend. That's awesome because you don't see... Well, now you tend to see... Like, your generation tends to give more as if my generation of the older kind was more of the greedy type where they were hoarding all their money and not giving back. So it's good to see the younger generation starting back up, to giving back to the less fortunate. That's awesome. Yeah, the government needs to step up and do the fucking same. Yeah, well, that's a different story for a different day, my friend. Don't worry, same shit over here. Them fucking big corporations, mate, need fucking skinning. Yeah, no, uh, trust me. I'm in Toronto, and this whole city is built on corporations now, so we know. Yeah. We're feeling it now. Trust me. <laughs> All right, let's talk about one of you. I guess, I don't know if it's your favorite. You, you could elaborate, but you're flying triangles. You've pulled this off twice now. Twice. You've made two guys tap three times. Three, oh, sorry. I, I stand corrected. You made three guys my tap second, out. My second pro fight was a flying triangle as well. Oh shit! Okay, I didn't even go that back to see that one, but I guess the one I enjoyed the most was the second one, where you literally climbed up on his shoulder, started landing the elbows, and then he dropped, and then that's where you got the arm and made him tap. Yeah. What's going? That was, th- that was my first fight in the Echo Arena. That was boss. 
I can just I jumped. I always jump for them. Know what I mean? And I did them with the egg kick about a minute before, and he was a bit dazed, and he put his head down. So right. I just jumped straight up into it, and then he lifted me up, so I elbowed and forced him to power bomb me. And then when he power bomb me, it just went on tighter. Right. And that's not obviously it's not something you go in in your game plan, is it? It's just something you see on the fly and you no. try for it, right? Yeah, and I just do it. No, I mean, funnily enough, though, when I done the last flying triangle, right. I was like talking to me mates in a group chat, and I went, "Ah, oh, lad, lad, I've been catching flying triangles in the gym. You never know, I might get another one of them." Right. And like it was funny, I jumped over the cage and started going sick with me mates, and then he's trying to grab me as I go back over the cage to say, okay. "Lad, you said flying triangle, didn't you? You said flying triangle." Oh shit! Oh my god! Are are you a fan of pro wrestling? I used to be when I was younger. Yeah. Okay, so you know the gist of it. If you were ever to go into pro wrestling, would you make that your finishing move? <laughs> yeah. Therefore. Why I not? I, I would go into pro wrestling. That's where the fucking money's at. Well, of course, and you don't get. Well, they still get hurt, but at least you don't. But and, not, Proper crazy injuries like where you get on big gashes in your head. And exactly, it's crazy. more on the job uh, risks, I guess, with your everyday wrestling, bumps. You, wrestling, you used to look at least half real fucking blood coming out the head, steel chairs, and that. Nowadays, yeah. they can't even fucking no. kick each other. Yeah, I know. It's it's so especially the WWE. It's so more PG and more again yeah, corporate. It's gotta be, hasn't it? Yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah, but it's fucking sad, mate. I can remember fucking Triple H and Shawn Michaels fucking powerbombing each other through fucking hell in the cells and everything. No kidding, right? Those were the good old days. So you, if mankind getting launched off the top and that, because you have. A good personality. You're very charismatic. So obviously, I'm sure you have the gift of gab. You could probably go on a mic and entertain a crowd. Like I said, just looking at your walkout alone. If WWE approached you, because again, England's huge into pro wrestling as well. So if you got approached to go to the performance center, would would that be something interested? Eventually, yeah, go to the performance center and go down, see what they've got in mind, stuff like that. Like, there's not much money in MMA. If I could do pro wrestling mm. on the side and earn a nice little bit of nice little bit of cake on the side, I would. <laughs> Exactly. I'm happy, happy to do so. Look at Matt Riddle. Look how much he's earning now. I was just going to mention that you're seeing so many guys and girls now that are going from MMA into wrestling. And I know I was getting told the other day, Ronda Rousey, first ever female WrestleMania main events. Crazy I know. Shit, I know, right? Crazy shit. And obviously you got Brock Lesnar, but I I, I don't really count Brock Lesnar because he first started in pro wrestling, then he went to yeah, MMA. Yeah, he started and then went there. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I consider more, I guess, if anything, Ken Shamrock and uh, Severin, the originators of doing the jump. Yeah. Like, when I first used to watch pro wrestling years ago, I never knew Ken Shamrock done MMA before. <laughs> I just thought he was a wrestler. Oh, shit, okay, look at that. Because <laughs> I was only a kid. I just right. thought he was a, a wrestler. Oh, Crazy my God. Shit. Well, it's true. If you don't know, you don't know, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious well even now like you have some little girls who are looking up to Ronda Rousey and pro- well WWE uh, actually uh, d- does a good job of promoting her MMA background but if you if they never did that no one would know that she used to be a UFC champ you know what I mean it's whatever yeah, you're brought up on yeah. like with Shamrock no one, ever, no one ever used to say oh he actually does fight really you know exactly <laughs> No one used to say it. They just used to put them on as Ken Shamrock. Well, you know what I think it was? Because back in the day, WWF at the time was bigger than UFC. But now they're yeah, sort of on the same. Bigger. You know what I mean? So by WWE they mentioning... Each other. Exactly. So WWE yeah. mentions UFC, they get a bump. UFC, even they, even UFC during their announcements. Like you see, uh, who's his name? Uh, Cormier. He's a huge WWE fan, right? 
He's always yeah. bringing up references, so there's always a little bit of a crossover. So, what about superstitions? You got anything? Do you do anything special before going to cage or leading up into a fight that you do always, no matter what? Mm, no, you know, I've, that's just one thing. I haven't really got nothing like that, to be honest. No, you're not one of those guys, huh? No, one of my little mates, he's got a crazy OCD and has to fucking put his flip-flops in a certain way and his fucking everything in a certain position and that. Oh, shit. <laughs> got people like that in the gym but I'm not one of them I just fucking I just land in the changes and start laughing me head off right and whatever goes goes right you're one of those guys that yeah. just take it one day at a time I assume yeah yeah you could so tell alright so wh- who's your favourite fighter growing up then uh, Minasano Guerra really yeah oh wow from what the Pride days or UFC yeah watching stuff on Pride and then okay. UFC you could just take the nauseous beating and then beat you Oh, that's nuts. Never so, forget the Bob Saff one. Oh, yes. He's getting his head punched in for like 10, 15 minutes and Jesus. then just subbed him. Know what I mean? Jesus. I, I, I love resilience. Know what I mean? I love okay. people not quitting. I love people not quitting. You know what? I'm it's like, true. And that's the Brazilian lifestyle. You never give up, yeah. right? Like I used to love Wanderlei as well. Yep. But then um, it was always Vitor. Vitor mm. and Minotaur. on Nogueira. Know what I mean? Well, speaking of Vitor, what do you think of these guys who are so-called still hanging around when they should have retired long time ago, in the eyes of many? You can't tell someone to retire. Thank you. Okay. You, you can't. It's 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 in in, in your blood. You know what I mean? It's, it's something that you've you've done the, your whole life. It's like saying to someone with a day job, "Don't go to work tomorrow and never go again." <laughs> Thank you. Right. You know what I mean? It's. People can't sit behind computer screens and fake accounts on Instagram and Twitter and start telling fighters to quit fighting. Right. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Fighters, like, I'll be honest, I don't think BJ Penn should fight again. Right. Someone like BJ. But if he wants to, we can. It's on him. He's. I think he's half ruined his legacy by all these stupid fights he's had. But you know, that's the thing. Still, at the same time, it's one of them. You know, Anderson's I... the same. Anderson's ruined it by getting juiced up. <laughs> Yeah, that's a different oh, story yeah. too. No kidding. Yeah, but he, he didn't look too bad. Getting juiced and getting beat by a few crabs. Well, what do you think of the last fight he had with Stylebender? Yeah, that was a good fight. It's a good fight to watch. Stylebender let me down on a bet because he never finished him. Though the little <laughs> I know, right? I thought he was going to finish him for sure. I did thought he was going to finish him quick, but then I put the bet on, and then I was look watching all the interviews and stuff, and was like, "Oh, these are just going to be that nice to each other." Yeah. Do you think it was? Do you think it was more the cause of he was fighting his idol that yeah, he didn't? That was what right? it was. He was fighting a legend, someone he grew up watching. So he, he didn't. I don't think he wanted to hurt him. To be honest, I think that's what it was. And has yeah. that ever happened in your instance where you fought someone who you looked up to and you not held back, but you didn't give it your all because you sort of felt sorry? Nah, never. <laughs> do you think you'll ever get in that situation though? You'll just always give a hundred percent, no matter what. Yeah, I do. Because if you're not with us, you're against us. So, that is you know true I mean? too. If you're from Liverpool or an affiliate, if you're not with us, you're still fucking against us. So, fuck off. So, obviously, you love fighting in Liverpool. Other than Liverpool, what's your other favourite city to fight in that you've been to? Yeah, well, I fought in Newcastle. All right. That was, uh, that was good. That was a come like I got dropped in bed early in that fight. I think I got knocked out. To be honest, I got knocked out with the right hand and woke back up with a left hook. 
Shit. And then we'd like a second left in the round to throw an elbow at him and in between the rounds it gets stopped because the, the cut's that bad. Right. Um, fought in Dublin. Oh, nice. That went to the decision when I should have finished it. Um, and then most of the, most of the other fights, and Bolton, I fought in Bolton on FCC as well, but mm. most of the fights I'd be in Liverpool and obviously London on Cage Warriors, but um, right. I'm hoping to get a little fight in Europe this year. That's when my hand's better. A little fight in Europe, maybe even Wales and just... So I let I let the Welsh fans down by not fighting on cage while he's at hundred. So I owe them one. So there you go. And obviously, like you said, when you eventually become champ and you come over to UFC, you looking forward to fighting in Vegas? Yeah, I'm saving <laughs> I'm saving Vegas for when I am actually fighting, and I'm not going until I fight it. Oh, nice. So you've never been to Vegas then? No. Oh shit. Okay, you're gonna love it. It's gonna be. Uh, uh, it's going to be something, my friend. I'll tell you that much. If, if you've yeah, never been... Like it. <laughs> it's a blast. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, though, because obviously, being from Canada, I've, I've been to only Vegas once. And my perception of Vegas was... So just so you're not let down. Because you know when you see on TV, you see the bright lights, you see all this shit. Yeah. You're like, oh, this thing goes for miles. To be honest, the main strip isn't as big as they make it seem. Yeah, It's still big, that. and they're still large to do, and you could spend years there and not do everything, but it's not as big as they make it seem, so... Just so you know. I know, it looks like it's about a nine-mile stretch. Yeah, well, me and my wife walked it in, in an afternoon, so it's not really that long, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but but then again, there's so many hotels, there's so many attractions, there's so much shit to do, even if you don't like to gamble. So if, if you're not a gambler, you'll be fine too, because I don't gamble yeah, shit. Yeah, I've been, I've, I've been no good at them roulettes and all, man, I just lose all my money, so fuck that. <laughs> See, I learned that at a young age too. I I, I let my wife yeah. gamble because she has the luck in the family, so she does all the gambling. I've got no luck. Yeah, I'm no the same way, my friend. In the <laughs> if anything, if I was... have one team or one fighter let me down every fucking better do. I've like five fights or five teams. Right. Oh shit. Okay, so you brought up your hand, so you got it recently fixed. With... No, I still have another fixed. Oh shit! You still got one more surgery to go then. Yeah, I've um, I done something to it before of before February when I won with the flying triangle. Right. I've done something to it like three weeks before. Okay. And then I just went into the fight. I had quarter zones and stuff. Went into the fight. Mm. Won with the flying triangle. Crazy. Um, and then I was going to New York like three weeks later to train. So I went to New York, went to Texas, come home. Nice. Done something in the gym, and my coach said to me, "Was that?" I went, "Ah." And he went, "That's still sore, yeah." So I went, "Yeah, yeah." Went back there, went over the Aussie, the X-ray, and said I had a broken bone in my hand. Oh wow! So I got got surgery. Got a wire, got a cast on it, wires in my hand and stuff. Uh, I was on holiday and that with a cast on it was horrible. Went to Mexico with a cast on it was so annoying. Oh my um, god! And then come home, got the cast off like ten weeks before I was fighting. And you wanted to see how skinny my arm was. It was <laughs> mad. My arm was like half the size of the other one. Right. I was fighting in ten weeks. Oh no! Yeah. So then I got I got the the wires took out my wrist six weeks before the fight against right. back. And then I still had to spar with a splint on all the way up to it. Oh, shit. That's great. And obviously, no and one... And looks... that was the arm what went under his neck. The fucking horrible cunt. And you still got it. And it was the injured arm that went under his neck. Yeah. That's Jesus what I'm saying, lad. He would have went fast the kip if it was the other one. Now, with... Everyone says, and I want to get it from the horse's mouth, when you're in the cage, when you have those nagging injuries, with all the adrenaline and when you know you got to do something... Does it is it really still in your mind or are you able to phase it out? 
No, that wasn't in my mind. I just went for it, you know what I mean? But it's it's horrible now looking back because I just look at it and think, wow, only if my other arm went under. Oh. But then the only but then the only way I look at it now is obviously I beat myself up over it for a few days. But then the way I'm looking at it now is if I was meant to win, hmm. you would have went asleep. That's true. It was fate. I weren't meant to win. I've got stuff I need to go and work on. And like I think that was a big thing because I would have signed for the UFC mm. and had a fight before the end of the year. Right. So I'll be honest, and I might have lost that because of me on. So mm. I'll be honest, I think it was a blessing in disguise. And people, like I said, people aren't going to be ready when I come back and start absolutely weighing people in. Oh, trust me. As a person myself, I can't wait to see that happen. But... Oh, sweet. Last time I had like a year off and come back, didn't like it. I won four fights in a year, and that's what's going to happen this time. Okay, because I was just going to ask you that. In a perfect world, that's what you want moving forward? If you're injury-free, four fights every year? Yeah, I'd love to just have four fights every year. That was me. That was my best year of fighting. You know what I mean? It was, it was boss 2016. Right. Now, are you one of those guys that if Cage Warriors comes calling and they need you for a quick turnaround fight, would you hop on it, or are you like, no, 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 I need my full training, I don't give no, a fuck I, what well, you're I offering. had to do that last time for the last fight. I hmm. had to just do everything as quick as I could. And, oh, shit. Like, That's true. It was one of them. I didn't pull out because the show would have fell apart without me. Oh. I didn't know that. You know what I mean? The show would have fell apart if we were fighting on it. Everything would have just crumbled. So... It was for me and it was for all my other teammates fighting on the card as well, you know what I mean, for all the fans. I wanted to fight, obviously, I weren't pulling out to a world title fight, but it wasn't just for me. It was for everyone fucking else. Well, now, again, coming from your perspective, what happened with Whitaker, literally, not destroying the whole card, but to the point where UFC was giving back yeah. refunds. Now, that's what I mean, but it basically did. And it, yeah. That's what would have happened with me if I would have okay. pulled out. People would have been selling tickets asking for refunds. Right. It just, it's one of them. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't pull out. I got into the fight, didn't bitch about it. Mm. Set a fucking congratulated them after them and just mentioned me wrist, you know what I mean? Right, right. I only mentioned me wrist as well. I had a fucking broken toe all the way leading up to it. Wow. That's crazy. You see, and with people watching at home, when they're like, oh, this main event was garbage, this, this, and that. No one understands the background. No one understands the pressure, what's leading up to the fight, what's actually on the table, other than just a win yeah. and a loss, right? No, no, yeah, everyone just thinks, oh, they're just getting in there for a fight. Oh, it's just, uh, uh, don't understand. We've trained our whole life for this. Thank you. Not even like we've, not even like we've trained six weeks. We haven't. We've trained for fucking years. We've just focused for eight weeks. Right. Put it on one thing for eight weeks and focused on certain aspects, what we need to do to fight this person for eight weeks. But now, we're constantly training, constantly getting better. You can't, if, if you stop in this sport for one second, you get over to Yeah, no kidding. And people don't realize, like you just said, you focus for eight weeks, and in some instances, like what happened with Connor and Aldo, where Aldo went out quick fast in the beginning, it's yeah. like, there was eight weeks of training to lead up for a few seconds. No one understands how heartbreaking with, um, that's. Oh. I know. Same with Dillashaw, like when he nearly started crying and the thing you know, the other week. Perfect. Exactly yeah. Like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people don't understand the stuff. Like even with that notorious film where you watch that with Connor, where he's got the the ACL, yes. the ACL, yeah, you know I saw it. and he just gets on with it. That's yeah. what I had to do. Like that's I couldn't crazy. do any weights leading up to that fight. I couldn't squat. I couldn't deadlift because my wrist was fucked. Right. I couldn't do no ski egg stuff. No fucking no rower. No nothing like that. I, uh, 
I couldn't wrestle because if I connected my hands together and someone like sprawled and jolted my hand, I'd be screaming in pain. Oh man. I couldn't use my right hand to punch until four weeks out. I had to just use my left. That's why in the fight I was switching southpaw all the time. Right. Because I couldn't punch with my right hand. And do you mind fighting southpaw or is it just something you've adapted? I've adapted to it now because I've had to because my wrist being fucked for over a year. Mm. And would okay again. I like to ask like in a in like certain scenario questions just to see where your background is from. But if you had again one choice of only striking, would you rather do kicking or boxing? Um, that's a tough one to be fair because <laughs> right, I'm doing more and more boxing. But then I, I, I fucking love kicking people in the head. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love throwing kicks at, on the end of stuff. That's nuts. Well, yeah, I mean. <sighs> Because for me, again, growing up in the 80s and 90s, the only stuff we, we got to see that was mixed martial arts related were like Van Damme movies, awesome. Chuck yeah. Norris movies, Bruce Lee movies, shit like that. That's what we grew up yeah. on. So our knowledge of kicking is like in Bloodsport or Kickboxer when John Carl yeah. Van Damme's kicking his shins on the tree, right? Yeah. Now, obviously, you guys don't do that type of training. But you guys do need to build like a callus, so to speak, on your shins and on your legs. So when you're fighting, it's not like you're going to get yeah, chopped down. Yeah, you don't yourself, just like Anderson, Wildland too. Right. You don't want that to fucking happen, you know what I mean? Like, it was because of my hands, like yesterday, I just done, um, I just done um, some, some stuff with me, co- with me, uh, tie coach. Okay. But I was just, I was just like doing like jab kick. We've done loads of kicks, loads of knees, loads of elbows because I can't really use my wrist, you know what I mean? Right, right. So we're just working around it. Everything I'm doing at the minute is just working around it. Right. And then I'm going to have to work around it even more when I get this surgery to start the next one and get another cast and wires in it. Right, right. Okay, I've always wanted to know this as well. The myth of sexually relieving yourself before a fight. Is it a myth or does it really... It doesn't matter. I'm gonna fucking play me. You haven't got, you haven't tried either way, you haven't gone a whole oh, time. No, when I when when I was an amateur, I'll never forget one night I fucking got me nuts the night before. Oh shit. The night before I fight and right. then um, bad the kid in the first round. But um I've leading up to my last fight I had no fucking testosterone to get me nuts. Right, right. I think I fucking about twice in six weeks or something. Oh, or, shit. You know what I mean? Where I was just constantly knackered off training. Right. Couldn't, couldn't even go out in bed and was just like, uh, <laughs> couldn't even think about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Just edit the pillow. Like, uh, oh, shit. Yeah, because they say, uh, like, from the medical standpoint, that if you relieve yourself, it's better because then more testosterone is being produced in your body, correct? So if yeah. if, if, if you leave it, you have the old and it's just yeah. draining you. It's like, it's like a yeah, side. David, I used to say he'd done the opposite. David, I used to say that he never never done nothing with his wife for six weeks. Jeez. You know what I mean? But like, I always just think, how, how do you know that? Do you put yourself on sex, man? Oh, well, you don't. Stop lying. If your beard throws you on, yeah, you're going to fucking do it. That's true. No kidding. And can you imagine like the moods of everybody if you're cutting weight and being depriving yourself of sex? Tell me about it, lad. <laughs> People would end up killing each other in here. People would be bringing knives to the gym. <laughs> then they'll be going kickboxing style. They'll put the glass on the on the hands yeah, and then go old school. Yeah, with me forearm like that going, you cannot hurt me. <laughs> All right. Any fight you're looking forward to that have been announced in any organization? Um... Well, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing Cain Velasquez return. 
right? To be honest, I don't know what's going to happen. Since we watched them beat someone up, but uh, he's going to absolutely smash his head in, and I can't wait. Well, do you think he's going to have ring rust, or do you think he's one of those guys that it doesn't matter? No, Kane's one of them. It doesn't matter. He just comes in and just puts on a spectacle, and I reckon he just absolutely batters and Ganu and finishes him in the first. Oh yeah, I think so too. I think Ngannou's going to come out swinging gas like usual and that's it. Yeah, Kane's just taken down and pound his head and he's got some of the best ground and pound ever. Well again, when was the last time he fought? Has it been what, two, three years? Fats, yeah, I was going to say three years I thought. <sighs> but then uh, that card, the, um, the Jones, Jones, Anthony, Anthony Smith, mm. Usman, Woodley and Askren Lawler, that's some card that. That is right. And who else is on it? In fact, TJ. I mean, no, not TJ, Cody Garden to someone else. It's a heavy card, though. And what do you think of these guys like Cody who are not who they say they are and just put on a show to put on a show? Do you care or it's just another day of the office for you? Um, I don't like fake bitches. Like, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't like true. it when people put on a persona, you know what I mean? And they're not them. I hate it when people like get a few fights in and they forget who they are. They forget where they come from. Know what I mean? Right. Fucking hell, I'd remember where you're from. And start fucking. And start thinking. Stay in your lane. Know what I mean? Don't start thinking that you're someone over. You're still from where you're from. That's all that matters. So, is it safe to say that since you were born in Liverpool, you're going to die in Liverpool? Yeah. <laughs> That's us. Know what I mean? I, I, I won't be. I'll, I'll go and do little training and training stuff in places. I'll go and train in other gyms and stuff, but right. I'll never leave here. Know what I mean? I'll. I won't do a bisping and become an American, an American Brit. You know what I mean? You know what? It's so true because even here in Canada, since they're literally south of us, all the good Canadian entertainers, sports athletes, all go south of the border. It's a, it's, yeah. They just go, like you know what I mean. And don't look back. And half of the people that are in entertainment, you wouldn't even know they're Canadian. You know what I mean? Hello. So at least with the Brits, you could tell because you guys have to us an accent where we have an yeah, accent it, to it's, you. It's mad as well because Americans love Brits. I know they I don't do. understand it. Most of them posh Brit voices are annoying as fuck. <laughs> you know what? It's so Hello, true. Sir. Are you okay, sir? No, I'm not, sir. Fuck off, sir. <laughs> you know what I probably think it is, too? Like you mentioned the posh thing. It has to be something to do with the royal family. Because I don't know why. I think we care more about it over here. I personally I know, don't. You really do. Right? I hate the royal family. <laughs> I think majority I just, do. I just don't understand it. I hate them. <laughs> Some Al Slag just sitting on a fucking right gold chair telling people what to do. Tell the fuck off. Like I, I don't understand that. Like I think you guys are the only country, like first world country, that still has a monarchy, That's right? Still has a monarch. Yeah, That's yeah. fucked. I don't know. But how much power does she truly have, though? In all honestly, she does what she wants. Ella. She can't get arrested for nothing. You know what? And it looks like she's going to live forever. See that story the other day that her husband That's was right. driving and crashed into some woman with a kid. Oh my He's god! He's about 98. What's he doing, driving? Oh my god! What's he doing? I'm sorry to say, still being alive. Never mind. <laughs> exactly. I know. That's what I mean. What's he up to? Oh my god! Honey, why, why is she still alive? She's like 96. She just die. I know. Like, like I feel. You know who I actually feel sorry for, even though it would be even in worse. Uh, I know what you mean, a son. Yes, because it's gonna skip it's right ours. over him. Yeah, it's gonna skip over him. We're right to William Prince Philip getting a leg. I know. It's just like you're too old, lad. See you after. Right. I reckon that's why the Queen stayed alive. She thought this soft cunt can't become king. I'm gonna stay alive. I think so too. That's that's what everyone keeps saying as well. Because I'm sorry, he is something. That guy. Uh, he's like 
Oh my god. Okay, well, speaking of being old and shit, so what is your end game? What's your escape? What's what do you plan to achieve before it's all said and done? To be the best that is, the best that was, and the best that ever will be. That's it, Brett. The hitman heart. If you if you've got no, if you haven't got that as your goal, then who are you? What you know are you what? doing it for? And what about once you hang up the gloves? Oh, I'm gonna be in films and everything. Me, lad, you'll see me in Hollywood. Mad, aren't you? Look at this here. Hey. You, you know what? Smile. It's <laughs> this guy's smiling at face, lad. <laughs> face. Oh my god. Gonna be on telly, lad. Be a presenter and everything. You know what? It's true. You do oh, have a face for television. Oh, I'll be in pro wrestling, rock bottom, and people in there. Hey, like you said, that's where the money's at, right? It is. And you don't even know, like people don't understand. Not even just your everyday pay. You don't understand like the backslide of it, where you get your followers, where you get your merchandise. Like you literally don't have sponsors. to sponsors. People don't understand Thank you. sponsors. You know what I mean? I I don't really buy clothes anymore. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Fuck. People message me and like lads who from Liverpool who are making their own clothes brands message me and send me tops and these and right. I'll just wear them. I, like I have all my training gear. What's grabbing will send me and I get a cage worries and stuff like that. And then right, right. I'll just I'll just get t-shirts sent to me off, off like local lads from Liverpool and I'll wear them and put them on my Instagram and stuff. Get their brand out there and they're just made up and put it up, know what I mean? And the fucking boss t-shirts. Better mm. than some in the shops. No kidding. People do uh, very un- underestimate that, like especially with the UFC where uh, at least the lower rung guys, I'm, I'm saying, the top guys who get cuts and everything, that's different. But the guys who were living off the sponsorships... Yeah. Just to say like, they're in the UFC. Bre- Brendan Sharp said it, didn't he? Brendan yes. Sharp just retired and just said, I'm not doing that. Because he was getting more money off his sponsors than he was for actually fighting. And then he just said, no, you can't have sponsors on your shorts. I don't really like the way they done that. That was proper disrespectful to the fighters. You know, I think, you know what they should have done? And honestly, to be fair, they should have grandfathered it in. Whoever was already contracted to the UFC or of a certain age... Moving forward, you still have your sponsors, but the new guys coming up, then they'll have to oblige to the new yeah. UFC, right? Yeah, that's what they should have done, really, but they thought, no, we'll fuck the fighters over and give them two and a half grand for well, the sponsorship deal. We were speaking of corporations. As soon as UFC became corporate, that's when we went all downhill. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, I really enjoyed want it. That. We want to be like, we want to be like that. Fuck them, man. Because <laughs> well, I used to enjoy it when every UFC event was a spectacle. Like it was literally like yeah. a WrestleMania type vibe. It really was every single one. But now they have them every week, every two weeks. So it's 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 not like it was. It's so true. Like even I, the- I can't remember the last time I stayed up to watch UFC. Oh yeah, that's right. Because you guys have the time difference over there. Yeah, we have to stay up till fucking fuck five in the morning for the that's main event. Nuts. So fuck that. That is nuts. No kidding. Yeah, I, I don't even watch it because here it, the main event is on at about at midnight, and to me, that's already too much. <laughs> Fuck Are that. You messing midnight? Midnight's fucking salad? I'm old, my friend. I'm almost 40. Come on. <laughs> it's time to be asleep at that time. In my younger days, maybe, but not anymore. <laughs> Fuck. We, uh, where did we go fishy for it in Moncton? Oh, Moncton, nice. Moncton a few months ago, yeah. When, uh, when Anthony Smith fought Volk, Volkman. Okay, right. He fought on that card, so we was in uh, Canada for that. And nice. Can't, can't say nothing bad about Canadians, mate. The nice. nicest people ever. Well, wait until you come to Toronto. It's a totally different story here. Is it? Is, it, is that like the London? Is that like London? Okay. Canada? To be fair, there's two types of Torontonians. You have the blue collar and you have the white collar, right? And obviously everyone knows you being from a blue collar town, the blue collars are more laid back, they're more cool, more giving. Yeah. 
white collars are more uptight, more posh, whatever. Mind you, I'm not saying everyone, I don't want to group everyone, but majority is that way. So you kind of have a mix of both. If you're downtown, it's all corporation, don't even bother. But if you're in the outskirts, you might find a few good people, but most majority of people in Toronto walk around with their nose up in the air. That's the problem. Yeah. And that's, that's like London. That sounds exactly like London. You know what I mean? I tell people who say they go in the UK not right. to go to London because sure. you'll have a bad perception of the whole country. Really? London, Cockneys are the most horrible, ignorant, stuck-up bastards you'll ever meet. Oh, shit. It's like going to New York, not on the tube, people just bouncing past you, and yeah, people just not letting you, like, you ask for directions, you just blanket and walk away. Right. Yeah, but see, now to blow your mind even worse, I've been to New York, and I think New Yorkers are more polite than Torontonians. How about that? Jesus. (laughs) They wouldn't be more polite than the fucking, than Londoners, though. But yeah. Really? They're even worse? Fuck. They're even, they're horrible. They're just a... It's like you're, it's like you're an alien. You just look at you and look away and keep walking. So how about if you're uh, like if I was to go there as being a foreigner, would they look down on me even more? I don't reckon they did. They probably answer you more when you said what's directions, but nine out of ten times they just walk past you as if you weren't there. Oh shit! Actually, I don't mind that because I don't like people too much, and I tend to just be by myself a lot, so <laughs> it's better that way. <laughs> Just the norm, just the norm. <laughs> exactly. Well, looking the way I look, too, people tend not to come my way. They go the other way, so, you know. Yeah, people are thinking you're a biker. <laughs> no kidding. I even think of that. the suns, eh? <laughs> I know, sometimes. <laughs> you, you know what's the worst, though? This is I get this a lot. Again, maybe because of the way I... And I, I don't dress up. Again, a blue-collar worker, I dress down a lot. A lot of jeans hoodies stuff like that right yeah so when i go to the grocery stores this happens more in the summer because i'm not wearing my winter jacket because obviously here it gets really cold we have our huge winter jackets right you don't have to tell me about that it's fucking freezing there (laughs) actually a couple of weeks ago was about i think it clocked in a minus 45 yeah seeing that rough fuck that we went in november and it was still fucking freezing my furnace couldn't even keep up that's how cold it was so cool. Okay, but anyways, back to my story. So wh- when I go to a grocery store and looking the way I look, I always get to, and this is more the, like the grannies and the, uh, the older generation, they always tap on my shoulder, excuse me, sir, can you tell me where to get so-and-so and what aisle it's in? Everyone thinks I'm a fucking goddamn grocery worker. <laughs> that pisses the fuck out of me. You don't understand how much it does. Oh, man. I still get looked at like I'm a 16 year old anyway. I just kind of You have that look, it's true. You, you do yeah. look like a youngin. I was in I was in the Dominican like 10 days ago and a Canadian, right. speaking to a Canadian fella, and he said to me, uh, So, uh, were you here with your mum and dad? And I was like, No, no. <laughs> oh my God. Me, 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 me and my girlfriend, lad. And he was like, Oh, yeah, what you, what you doing? You're still in school. Oh, and shit. No, lads, uh, I do MMA. He's like, what, what? And I went, yeah, yeah. And he's like, how old are you? And I went, 24. And he went, what? I thought you were 18. Oh, my God. I was just laughing me at that him. Trust me, you, you're making, like, I make fun of this beard now, but if I didn't have this beard, there's been so many times, even in my mid-30s, speaking of going away on vacation, we were, we're going away on vacation, and you know how sometimes they give you the complimentary fucking um, champagne? Yeah. Because you're going away, whatever. Oh, it's like, oh, here, here you go. Here's some sh- champagne. So they come around, they ask my wife, and then they pass right by me. So my wife's like, excuse me, what about him? She's like, oh, do you have ID? I was like, what the fuck? 
Like my wife, my wife got pissed because she's like, "Do you think I'm with a fucking eighteen year old? Like, you think I'm of age, but this guy's eighteen? Like, you know what I mean?" It's crazy, isn't it? And it happened like, to me a couple of weeks back in my local shop, and I just looked at him and said, "Lad, I'm in here nearly every day. What are you on about?" Right. It's fucked up, man. It just again, I just hate people who judge people by the cover. Like uh, again, you might look young, you might look whatever, but until you start talking to someone, that's I guess Don't when you know someone's age. Yeah, exactly. You need to speak to someone first. You can't just judge a book by its cover. Thank you, and I'm the exact same way. And that's why maybe I sort of poked a bear because I like to look this way because then I know if someone does approach me, they're approaching me because they want to, not because they're like they want yeah. something. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, I completely understand that. I've been fucked over way too many times. You don't even want to know. That's, that's for another day, another time, trust. So you just said that you were recently in Dominican. Yeah. And you were in Poland, too. Speaking of being cold. <laughs> so It was snowing in Poland as well. Oh, my God. You love to go on vacation. Snowing. Very cold. What's your favorite hotspot to go to, then, that you've been? Um, well, I've been to Mexico and the Dominican. Okay. They're quite different. Mexico is more commercialized. Yes. The Dominican isn't, know what I mean? And they were, they were different, like, but one of them probably would be the best places I've been, or Thailand. Really? I'm scared to go to Asia. I went to, um, I went to New York, saying that Enzo Gracie's and stuff, though, in New York's boss, apart from some of the people at SWAT. Nice. Yeah, I like New York too. And you, you got to go a bit more south and hit the real Caribbean islands. Because yeah. you're gonna have, as you as you guys say, a boss time. Like honestly, it's yeah. You'll have like that's the only place me and my wife go to. Uh, I think uh, Barbados is getting saved for like a honeymoon type year. You know what I mean? Well, there you go. Bar- uh, actually, we haven't hit Barbados yet. That's one of the spots we haven't hit. We started off with Mexico. Where else? Uh, Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. Hawaii. Is so, are, are you good with uh, long plane rides? It doesn't phase you. No, it doesn't really phase me. It's horrible at first, but then you get used to it and you don't mind. Like Mexico was like nine hours, and so was the Dominican, so on, stuff like that. See, that's why I love going to the Caribbean. The most salt we've been has taken us six hours, and we've gotten to Jamaica once, and it took us about four hours from here. <laughs> yeah, Jamaica's nine hours for ten hours from, from by us. So where's where's Europe's like? I guess islands where people go all the time. That's pretty close by. What, what, what do you yeah, guys have well, over there? We go to the we go to the Canary Islands, which oh. is like ten, Tenerife and stuff. That's like four hours away. Oh, I've been to Tenerife a good few times because I think I've been about five times. The weather there is always dead off, and it's cheap. You know what I mean? It's only a few hours away. You can get it for, for quite cheap. True. So you do the all inclusive all the time? Uh, not when I go to Tenerife and stuff like that. Okay. But when you go halfway across the world, like Dominican or Mexico. You need to, don't you? I only do all inclusive. I don't. The only time we didn't do it, I think, was when we went to Vegas because I don't think they were offering any packages. Yeah. But anytime they offer it, we always hop on it because just the alcohol and the food alone makes up for it. Not even the flight. Yeah, and we was, you know what I mean. We was thinking when we was there, um, get speaking to some people, see if there's many British people. Right. And we hardly met anyone. We met uh, one couple from. St. Helens, which isn't close, far from us, and then two couples from Glasgow. Right. And they were all ranging from the age of 55 to 60. Right. And, like, we just end up being with them the whole time. We were boss. <laughs> you know what? It's the same with me and my wife, because when we go on vacation, it's very odd to find someone. Now that we're older, it's getting easier, but when we were younger, it was always hard to find someone our age that was on yeah. vacation. Like, couple-wise. Like, people go on vacation when they're young, but they're, like, in a group, and they're partying. Like, you know what I mean? So it's different. Yeah. It's, a, it's a different vibe. I know I'm, a, I'm 24 and my girlfriend's 22 and like... Oh, there you go. All people were looking at us like we were kids. 
know what I mean? And I'm sure they're judging you and saying, what rich fun kid is this? Yeah. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? but what's rich fun baby is this? Exactly. And even one year, I remember, it, it, actually speaking of New Yorkers, I don't remember where it was. But anyways, it was somewhere, it was probably Jamaica. We were at the swim-up bar, me and my wife, and there was this American, and we were talking to him, and then we ended up finding out he's New York, from New York, and then everything was cool, and then he assumed whatever from us, and then we told him our age and everything, and then he looks at us, and then the conversation literally went from being cool to being like standoffish, aggressive, and him trying to prove himself that he had more than us. And it's like... God, I hate people like that. Thank you, right? And it's like, what do you do? Who fucking... I hate talking about work. I hate talking about money. I I don't give a fuck. I hate it. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I've done this today. And someone goes, oh, yeah, but i done this. And then like, oh, yeah, I got that. Yeah, but I got that. Yes. We're this type of people. Got to that better than than, than someone else. Fucking hell, I'm only trying to tell you something. Exactly. And I always turn to my wife and say the same thing. I'm like, this guy must have the smallest stick in the world to always be trying to prove something that he's not. That's the only thing I could think about because it makes no sense, man. It doesn't like I don't understand why you gotta hate that people have gotta hate on people all the time. Just be happy for them. Thank you. Okay, so what's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you on vacation? Like, has anything fucked up happened? You've been locked out of your room, uh, a hurricane passing by, like anything like of that sort? Um, we got arrested in Ibiza once. Fuck it. off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Please. These fellas started fighting with us because we look like kids, and then me and me mate beat these two fellas up in the corridor of our hotel. Oh shit! And then they ran, they ran away and banged on the door, and two bigger fellas come out. Of course. So it was, so it was me and me mate Dale against four fellas. Shit. And um, it all got separated and that, but then they were starting to kick our door down and that, so we had to ring our mates to come back. Our mates to come back. Then we've ended up chasing them out of the hotel. Right, right. So, like, we got... And, but then, when it all... Oh, madness happened. People got it. So the window got smashed and all that. Mm. And um, when it all just does settle, we burnt. My mate had to go with the Aussie because he had a gash in his leg. Right. And um, one of them fellas could speak Spanish. Okay. I think he was out. He was Albanian. And one of them could speak Spanish. Right. And none of the guards of Phil could speak English. Mm. So they just took his story as gospel. Right, of course. We was in the cell. We was in the cell for two days, and then when we went to like their version of court, which was just speaking to some woman behind the fucking school desk. Right. We, um, I'm explaining the story to her, and she's looking up at me, going, <laughs> "And you've got arrested?" And I'm like, "Tell me about it, love." My know what I mean? God. That's what I've been trying to tell you for fucking three days. We had to get the British Embassy and all that on the phone. Are you serious? It was that. Yeah. Oh fuck. Me and me, like they said to me and me mates who want to get in a cell together and we just looked at each other and went, yeah. Be arse going around the bend, being in a different cell. And then he, he, he said, I was a dickhead. He said, he was like, lad, all you've done is sleep. All you've done is sleep. I needed someone to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> all he'd bring in for us was a bottle of water and a cheese butty. That's it, eh? Wow. Yeah, I was eating cheese butties for two and a half days. Oh my God. Ugh. Shit, so um, I'm assuming you didn't get charged or anything, everything was, you were let go? No, no, we was... got, yeah, we got let out and that, but yeah, they were trying to say, like, we'll let you go when your mate turned yourself in, and, like, uh... obviously that way gonna happen, so we just waited, you know what I mean? Yeah, because that's fucked as up, if, that's fucked up as shit. If they were gonna, as if, I mean, imagine our mate turning themselves in, because we said that, they'd just keep us all in a cell. <laughs> it's fucking pathetic, did they think we're that stupid? 
And not only that, and plus, again, not knowing who you are and that potentially in the future your traveling is going to be a big part of what you do for a living. What if it fucked up yeah. your visa or your traveling or something because now know, you have a record? That time, at that time, I was only like 19 as well. I was only like fucking four no pro or something. Five and no pro, well, saying that. I was about, yeah, I was about six and one pro, something like that. So you're just getting started, yeah. Yeah, I was only young. Okay, so that's not too bad. I guess when you're, like they say, young, dumb and full of cum, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what about video games? Are you a gamer? Yeah, I have a goal, like, know what I mean? Well, some of me mates are a lot better than me. Got a, like, I have a little go of Fortnite. That's um, Okay. I have a little go, but these fucking crabs online, I can build a fucking 17 million floor fucking apartment block round, yeah, fully furbished and that. And you're just like, whoa, how's he just done that? You know what I mean? You shoot someone and he's got a fucking full thing round his head already. Right. And then I just get shot. You know what I mean? We call okay. it, uh, mates on the, on the Xbox say, okay. you're, a, you're a donkey. <laughs> and I am a donkey on Fortnite. Oh my God. I'm a donkey. I can't. I play Call of Duty, but don't even play Call of Duty anymore. Just normally right. FIFA now. FIFA okay. and uh, I still need to complete Red Dead Redemption. Oh, how, uh, my my last episode, I had a, a guy who's in the video game industry that reviews and stuff. That's on, uh, he's a YouTuber. He's yeah. actually, he's actually pretty famous here in Canada. But we were going and talking about Red Dead. I actually just finished it. I don't want to ruin anything, but what do you think about this game? Are you enjoying it, or do you... Yeah, uh, the only thing is, there's, there's, there's loads to do, isn't there? So on the way to a mission, you're just bumping into something, then you've got to do that, and then you go into him, then you drop them off. Some woman who's lost in the fucking woods, <laughs> drop her off, then you go going somewhere else. Right. Some fella jumps out like, help, help, and then a gang <laughs> of fucking skinheads come out, lads. You yes! Gives you dough, and you're like, fuck off! <laughs> See, I started playing like that at the beginning where I was trying to do all the challenges, go hunting, do everything. But yeah. then I saw the scope of this game and I'm like, you know what? If I do this, I'm never going to finish. That's what I mean. I think I'm just going to have to do the mission. But like, it's still going to take you forever. Where I, where I play Ultimate Team on my FIFA, right. I need to keep making my team better. Right. So, like, you can't do that if you stop playing and go on Red Dead Redemption. You know what I mean? So, it's, it's fucking, it's, it's sad way. It's sad way. It's just too long. I ended up doing just the missions, and it still took me as long as doing any other game to full completion as well. It's just yeah. so much. Uh, just the missions the alone. The detail on the games unbelievable. Though. Like that probably is one. Of, even I've only done like a chapter and a half, but that's like one of the best games I've ever played. It's got that much detail and stuff. Oh, you're only like maybe twenty percent in, if that. I know that's what I mean. If that, <laughs> if that though. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't end up enjoying it because, again, because it was too long and too tedious. I appreciate... I wanted to complete it. Yeah, I appreciate the graphics. I appreciate the scope of it all and what they tried to do, but it's just too much. It's not for me. Sorry. Yeah. So, other than video games, well, you mentioned it. You like FIFA, so I assume you're, you're into soccer slash football? Yeah, of course. Football. You should call your type of football handball. Yeah, but then... What, what happens to European handball then? What's that? You've never seen Europe. Well, I, okay, I used to live in Portugal for a year. So my, my, my background's Portuguese, just so you know. And I lived in Portugal when I finished high school. My parents moved there, so I lived there for a year. And the majority of sports that were on TV, obviously, there was... Sorry, I'm going to keep saying soccer because that's what I was brought up with. Yeah. <laughs> so there was soccer. There was... Basketball was just starting up. It was starting to be big in Portugal. And this was back in the late 90s. And handball which is soccer, 
played with your hand. So instead of dribbling with your feet, you carry the ball around with your hand and you pass it that way and you lob it at a net instead of kicking it. Is it in the, you lob them, not in your hand, in like a little, no, I'm thinking of someone else. No, that's lacrosse. That's another Canadian yeah, that's sport. It, that's yeah, it. No, it's yeah, uh, handball. Fuck handball. <laughs> you, you it's get... all about footy. It's all about footy in Liverpool FC. That's all that matters. Okay, I don't want to offend you because obviously you could kick my ass with your pinky, but yeah. <laughs> why? Why? I don't like. You're a tough guy. You're an MMA. How do you appreciate soccer with all the diving, all the corruption? No, I do. I say that. I turn around and say it's it's sad because I watch football and I see big tarts who were on two hundred grand a week mm. jumping on the floor like an absolute woman, and then I have women in a cage. Thank you. Trying to hide the fact that they hate. Know what I mean? Fighters try and hide the fact that they hate. When right. footy players jump on the floor and show the head. You know yes. what I mean? That's not a man. Nope. That's a fucking bitch. Thank you. You know what I mean? I, that, when, when Liverpool play Paris Saint-Germain in Paris, yeah. their players just get jumping on the floor. It's all them Brazilians. They're the worst for it. Just of like course. the Brazilians are the worst for juicing in the UFC. Yep. It's fucking every sport, the cunts. <laughs> they are. I'm sorry to say, major- not majority, I'll say half at least of Brazilian athletes are cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's one, it's just one of them. Right. Sorry, Brazilians, but you know it is what it is. <laughs> exactly, it is what it is. <laughs> See, it's same thing with me. I come again, growing up in Canada. Our major sports, growing up as a child, was hockey. Ice hockey. Yeah. And oh my God, you watching hockey where sometimes a guy would get literally obliterated into those boards, going so fast, as fast as a car almost. Yeah, and getting hit. Having his teeth fall out, going back on the bench and having a guy stitch him and then coming back on the next shift. And to- then the fella who nailed him, he just grabs him by the scruff of the neck and they start swatting each other. Exactly. They, they, like phone booth boxing, where do you think that was invented? That's hockey, my friend. Like, like even most of the American sports are fucking any sports. Like uh, hockey, American yeah. football, right. they nail each other. Yeah. Um, what are the other? Baseball. Yeah. Can't fucking dive on the floor like a gale and that. Yeah. What's the other the other one of the Basketball. four main sports? Basketball, yeah. They don't jump on the floor like gales either, they jump up and front each other. <laughs> know what I mean? They got up and say, What? You little mink, what? What? <laughs> know what I mean? Forty players jump on the floor like tats. It is. It's so what then what brings you to the world of soccer? What 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 attracts we are, you? We're the football and city. Where mm. there's two teams in this city and it's Liverpool and Everton and right. you support one or the other, know what I mean? And I'm gotcha. fortunate enough to be born a Liverpool fan so I don't live a life of depression as an Everton fan. <laughs> That's awesome. Know what I mean? I know and because there's, it, there's actual animosity between the two uh, soccer teams, right? Yeah. But it's funny. <laughs> Like they 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 chat all shit. They have us. They they talk more about Liverpool than we talk about Liverpool. You know what I mean? Like they don't talk about their own club. They talk about us because where do matter? They're not. Well, it's true. You know what? I'm sorry to say if any Everton fans are listening, but Liverpool's major leagues where Everton is minor leagues because you guys have all the exactly. championships, right? What, what do they it. have to show? They got fuck all. <laughs> He's half a water Sophie, he's half a water Sophie, he's half a water Sophie, since 1995. <laughs> How's the atmosphere when you're at, um, what's the name of the, f- well I, I went, I went to the derby this year when Liverpool beat Everton, 
Ebby's Everton 1-0 with a 96-minute winner. Oh, my wow. God. And it was their goalkeeper who made the mistake hard. It was it was heavenly. That's what it was. It was unbelievable. Scenes. Absolute scenes. Like, I've seen, like I said, your walkouts and these Liverpool games, because we have a friend in common, Ian. Shout out to Ian. He sent me video when he's at a game. Yeah. And, it's, oh, it's my God. Like it. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I when, when Origi scored that goal in the 96th minute against Debbie, and I just got my phone out, started a video, and was just screaming, ah, you fucking rat. <laughs> Couldn't help it. Just comes out, just going bananas. And the thing I appreciate the most, because this would never happen here in North America, because we don't know how to... Like roughhouse celebrate, we always take it too far. I don't know why, but you guys have the art lockdown where it looks like you guys not getting into fights, but you look so rebunctious, like anything could happen at any time, but it doesn't. You guys all eventually yeah. fan out and everything goes back to normal. You know, you know what I mean? Oh, listen, no, if North Liverpool win the league this year, be the first time in twenty nine years. Fuck, I'm gonna cry my eyes out. <laughs> I'm gonna cry my eyes out. It's gonna be special. So what? If it goes down to the last game of the season, we win. Right. Everyone's just running on the pitch. It's going to be a crazy pitch invasion. So, what do you guys do when a, when you guys okay? For example, when when a city wins here a championship in whatever sport, that same night everyone takes to the streets and starts partying. Same thing in Liverpool. Yeah. Well, it will when we win the league, it when? will. We haven't won it in that long. Right. It's going to be seventy-eight year old grand women Fuck. on the booze. Wow. It's a long time. Like, like they do, they do a thing where they walk around. But I mean, where they come round on a, no, on a bus with the trophy and stuff. Oh shit! Okay. And like when, when, when they come round with that, you can't move. It's like tin of sardines <laughs> in the city centre. Oh wow! You can't. You just can't move literally, and it'll be bigger and better than ever this year because it's been that long. My God, seventy-eight years. Yeah, that is a while, my friend. Holy shit! No, no, twenty, twenty-nine years. It's been since we won a league. Oh, title. since seventy-eight? No. No, I said a seventy-eight-year-old grandmother. Oh, be out on the alcohol. Gotcha. Even okay, a seventy-year-old grandmother will be sniffing Charlie. <laughs> okay, I got to touch on this before because I, I want to get into the dumb laws game with you before we wrap it up. The way Scousers speak. Explain this to me, my friend. Like. Your dialect, I I grasp some of the words, but some other words, it's like, where the fuck do you guys get these sayings from? Honestly. <laughs> no one's like us, like, no fuck. one's got, no one's, well, saying that, after, after being on all these, so, the people who are most like us are not English. Right. The Scottish and Irish. Okay, right, right. And then the only people in England who are half like us are Geordies, people from Newcastle. Okay. they're funny as fuck as well. Right. But like everyone else, they're just not like Scousers. It's just weird. We've got our own accents. We've got our own everything. We've got our own identity and everything. We're not British. <laughs> We're not English. We're Scouse. It's so true. It, it is what, again, it is what it is. But again, your accent isn't too bad. I'm not bad. Like a lot of people can't cut through the accent. To me... You speak a language, you speak an English. Like, we're speaking English yeah, to each with, other. With us, it is. It's not normally the accent. It's because we talk so fast. Oh, maybe that's what it whenever is. I, whenever I talk, we were like, ah, oh, just, just just, slow down, man. Slow down. <laughs> know what I mean? That's like what I got in, in um, Thingyo all the time. And Dominicans slow down too fast. Oh, true. Because we're talking too quick, know what I mean? <laughs> so I guess you get that a lot when you go on vacation since... Especially yeah, when you come over on this side. go on vacation. Always. And you see, it's weird because, again, being Canadian, I don't hear the difference from my 
my dialect or I guess my accent to the American accent. But when I go on vacation, people are always, oh, I hear your Canadian accent. It's like, I have yeah. a, I don't hear it. But again, it's because I'm in my own head, right? We, I can tell the difference between me and other people from England. Like, you can tell where people are from. But like I think before that's... Bisping, before Bisping became a Yank, you would have been able to tell that he was a monk. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like now he's like, he's not even a monk union no more. But that just shows you. He's from Manchester. It's like 50 miles up the road. They've that. And yeah, that's not too he's far. A proper, he's a proper God save the Queen type of guy. Mm. Like, we love Britain and all that. And then you come down here and everyone hates the Queen and everyone hates the, the system and everyone hates the country you just care about this city and you know what there's nothing wrong with that at all exactly <laughs> okay speaking of cities I got some dumb laws here we'll go through three categories we'll quickly run them off and then I'll let you go and it's from states just states so it's not actual cities so I'll present to you yeah. three laws and then you tell me which one is actually a real law that's still being enforced now, this is way out there. So if you think you're going to know one of these, trust me. You're going to be like, what the fuck? One of these are actually true. So bear with me. All right. Let's go to the first three here. So in the state of Kentucky, it is illegal to build a treehouse on Sunday. In the state of Florida, it is illegal for someone to urinate during sex. Or is it in the state of Oklahoma, it is illegal to take a bite out of another one's burger? Oklahoma having a bite out of someone else's burger because they're, they're having a piss while you're having sex is a bit, a bit weird <laughs> sometimes weird is better but no you are right it is you cannot take a bite out of someone else's burger in Oklahoma you'll get fined I'm backing that law I'm with that law 100% <laughs> you don't give someone permission to have a go with your burger they shouldn't have none thank you and how about this? Do you even go as far, because you have a girlfriend, I, I have a wife, do you even go as far as your significant other taking a bite without asking you, or is that okay since they're like no, an extension? No, that's sad, that's sad. Even okay. some of my close mates, I wouldn't really care to be honest, but <laughs> you should ask first, it's all common courtesy. <laughs> no kidding, can you imagine just reaching over and grabbing someone's burger? That's disgusting. I know, they just look at me and go, lad, what are you doing? <laughs> I end up throwing the burger at them. <laughs> I know, even better. I don't know what the fuck you're carrying with you. I don't want your shit. What, what, what have you got, lad? I don't know if you've got HIV or babies. Come on, son. It's Send so it true. In. Oh, shit. All right, next set here. In the state of Pennsylvania, it is illegal to sleep on top of a refrigerator outdoors. In the state of Ohio, it is illegal to laugh by yourself in public. Or is it, in the state of Maine, it is illegal to suck on your spouse's toes. Gotta be sleeping on top of a refrigerator. Fuck, you're good. You're two and oh, man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but think about that. Why would someone sleep on top of their fridge outside? And why is a fridge even outside? <laughs> when was that law made in like 1873? Fuck, who knows? Like w w when I do my research, sometimes there's even some laws going back to Still having. Going. Yeah, pertaining to like the horses and having certain stuff doing with horses and stables and shit. I'm like, no one has any of this shit. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? What world do we live in now, man? They should get rid of those laws. Ah, oh, the world we live in now, you can't say fucking boo. Oh, Never man. Never mind, say something else. You can't say fuck all, no. God, no kidding. Don't even get me started on that. Fuck. All right, let's see if, if you could run the gauntlet here and go perfect. In North Dakota, it is illegal to fall asleep with your shoes on. 
In South Carolina, it is illegal to watch pornography for more than two consecutive hours? Or is it, in Wyoming, it is illegal to listen to music on public transit? Gonna go with the, what's happening for that? Someone just touched me down there and I'm itching me balls with my other hand, so I have to touch them with the one with the phone. <laughs> or it would have been very, very fucking rude. Um, no worries. I'm gonna have to, gonna have to go for the porn for two hours. It's fucking hell. If you watch porn for two hours, you fucking, your head's fucked. <laughs> defo, but, you're defo busted, you know, after ten minutes, lad, if that, you know what I mean? As if you're still going, lad, two hours later. <laughs> you got a problem. You know what I mean? As if you're watching porn for the full two hours, your cock will fall off. Oh my god. No, it is the one, it is illegal to fall asleep with your shoes on. Yeah, what? I thought that one, that one can't be it, that's got, that's taken, taken it too far, I'll be honest. Yeah, but you I'd, know I'd what? I'd be getting nicked, I'd be getting arrested there, I'd be falling asleep with my shoes on all the time. Oh, see, that's disgusting, man, because... I hate when people walk into my house with their shoes on. If you don't take off your shoes, then we have beef right away. I'm sorry. That's something I just I'll can't be, get I'll over. I'll be honest. Like, it, de- it depends if the person has carpet and like there's other shoes at the door. If there's oh. other shoes at the door, then they go straight off or there's right. carpet. Right, right. But if there's people walking around with shoes on, you'd look and be like, yeah, it, it, it must be one of them. You can walk around with your shoes on. Oh, got you. Got you. Okay, no, I always take off my shoes and then I have my slippers right beside that I slip on instead. Yeah, I'll be honest, I can come in and go upstairs and just lie on my bed and end up falling asleep with shoes on me, like... Oh, fuck. I don't even lie down on my bed with outside clothes. I find that disgusting, man. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of OCD shit. (laughs) Yeah, my man's OCD, though. (laughs) Oh, shit. I've I've little quirks that, uh, I guess, make other people laugh. Trust me. It's hilarious. All right, Patty. Thank you for your time, my friend. If you have anything to plug, anything you want to say, anything up and coming where people can follow you, now's the time. Um, well, I haven't, I haven't got nothing up and coming to be honest. Nothing like that. Uh, if anyone wants to give me a follow, just ask Paddy the Baddy on Insta and Twitter. Uh, want to thank all my sponsors, but they probably won't even see this anyway. <laughs> so, know what I mean? Uh, want to thank High Show Sports. Um, obviously, K Dorius get me all my fights and that. Intensity Fight Management, um, Scramble, my sponsor, everyone that sends me clothes on Instagram, all my scousers out there, you know who you are, the bad boys. And don't worry, my th- I believe it or not, <clears throat> my third biggest market is Liverpool. Yeah. So, oh yeah, we need to give another shout out to Ian as well. Of course. Yeah, Ian. Ian's right, the man. Boxing it. Ian's the man. <laughs> he is the man. Literally, that guy's like fucking the green giant. He's like eight feet tall. Friendly giant, though. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, shit. And people can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast DAP. You could email us your thoughts, suggestions, questions, anything you want to tell me at the podcast DAP at gmail.com. And I'd like to thank my sponsors as well, who is Black Belt or, yeah, CBD, Black Belt, Black Belt CBD, whatever the fuck they are. It's been a long morning. They know what you need to say it like, though. You need to go Black Belt. Say oh. like you know, you know what's fucking Black hilarious. Belch. I could speak perfect Portuguese, but I speak Portuguese Portuguese. I don't speak Brazilian Portuguese. Yeah. I so I can't say. Understand. Okay, let's try. Blacky, no, Blacky Belch. Is that good? <laughs> they got 
Black Belch. Know what I ate after every single one of Tama Brazilian fights? Black and Belch. I, I, I just, I just want to thank God. Why do you want to thank God, lad? Was he in the gym training with you? No, he wasn't, lad. You was training. God went training. Turn it in. You know what I mean? I want to thank God. He's done nothing for you. So got your life out. You know what? I believe in God myself, but I don't understand these people. Just like you said. Okay. Everyone says this too, though, but do you honestly think with all the problems in the world, God is looking over you while you're going into a cage to fight another guy? Yeah, and thinking, yeah, I want him to smash his head in. No, definitely doesn't work like that. The Thank work you. you put in is what shows in the cage. That's simple. That's it. Exactly. You said it. That's it. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, go to Black Belch CBD <laughs> products.com. And use promo code THEPODCAST25. You get 25% off. Like I said, you have everything from balms to roll-ons to tonics, anything you want. And if you're a woman listening, go to poppyapparel.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST, capital D. You'll get 10% off. And until February 28th, go to wehavemerch.com. Buy the podcast merchandise. I have women's tees, men's tees, and mugs up until February 28th because they are shutting shop down. And uh, I'll find a new place eventually. But for now, go there. And also listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and go to podbros.com. I'm a part of their network. If you shop on Amazon, click on on their Amazon banner. Takes you two seconds, free of charge. Helps them out. Helps me out. And I announced last week, again, more information coming soon. I will be part of the live stream for The Cure where we help out to find a cure for cancer research and all that stuff, all that nice stuff where you donate. Last year I was a part of it. Come join us again this year. It's in May. A bunch of podcasters are going to do a marathon over the weekend, so check that out. More information to follow. All good, Paddy the Batty? All good. On that note, he's Paddy. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.